No one is victim. Nothing mm. happens to us. I mean, life happens to us, but then we have to say, what am I going to do about it now? Yeah. Are you going to yeah. sit and play victim with your life? Or are yeah. you going to say, I'm the co-creator. I didn't control that I was in this car accident, but I can control what I do after it. Mm-hmm. So just learning what you can control and what you can't. Welcome to Modern Happiness, where we believe happiness is a choice. Our goal is to share how we and our high-performing guests choose happiness covering topics such as fitness, mindset, relationships, business, and much more in today's world. Here are your hosts, Matt Mahalik and Taylor Sleaford. What's up, everybody? Matt and Taylor here. And we wanted to remind you as a thank you for listening to our podcast, if you leave a five-star review and a written review, we are giving away a $150 Amazon gift card. So please, again, leave a five-star rating and then review the podcast so not only can you possibly win $150, but we get a chance to shout you out. And here we go. Taylor's going to give you the shout out of this week. What's up, everybody? Still me here reading the review today from Shannon Grace, titled Hilarious and Valuable. She says, Matt and Taylor are a one-of-a-kind duo. Hilarious, well-educated, and in-depth convos on this podcast. They talk personal experiences, science, philosophy, and wellness practices, and offer valuable perspectives on creating your own happiness today. Thank you so much, Shannon Grace, and we hope you guys enjoy this next episode. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Modern Happiness. We are here. It's currently February the 14th, Valentine's Day. Yeah, baby. Spending it with you guys. Nothing I'd rather do than spend it with Taylor (laughs) and our beautiful guest here, Rachel Muziel. Did I nail it? Yes, you did. Nailed it. Speech with Rach. She is an SLP, a speech language pathologist yes she specializes specializes working with kids and also teaching other slps how to be slps in the real world because uh, i'm familiar with this helping personal trainers we don't learn the business side of things and how to really take everything we've learned and implement it in the real world so we are so excited to have you here uh i don't even know how much we'll talk about you being an slp (laughs) we'll probably get into a whole bunch of life stuff anyway but um, yeah, thanks so much for being here. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you, guys. They, the boys showed up very nice this morning to my apartment with chocolate and flowers and donuts and coffee. All so the, all we're the, spoiled yeah. over the, here. The necessities. We're spoiled Simple, over here. Simple, bare necessities. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, we are going to start off with some rapid fire questions. Cool. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Uh, where are you from and where do you live now? So I'm from Chicago, Illinois originally, and I am in and have been in Denver, Colorado for a year and a half. Let's go Packers. Uh, what is your favorite thing to do for fun? Dance. 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 Ooh, so good. Yeah. So quick. Uh, it's just yeah. the first Easy. thing I thought of. <laughs> that's rapid fire, baby. Yeah. Uh, what's your walk-up song? Oh, wow. That's a good one. Um... Okay, actually, I was asked this at a job, and it is Bad Girls by Donna Summer. And it's okay. like, bad girls talking about the sad girls. Sad. No. Mm. Oh, man. It's an old, I, like, I 70s like disco, like, empowerment. I, like I feel like song. I know it, and I appreciate your singing. Okay, singing. I'm going to play it for you after this. I ask people to sing. I'm like, can you sing, hum it? They're like, no. <laughs> That's fine. It's my favorite song, but I, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, what's your favorite book? Oh, man. Uh, the Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. Mm. So that I'm reading it again right now nice. for the second time, and it's I've heard of it's it. Changed my life. It's definitely been on the list of you things need. to read. You now, need. now it's he says, he says that. All and there is a live, full audio of it on YouTube of him narrating it. Mm. So that's what I usually listen to. Got some spare time. Mm-hmm. Okay, do you have a nickname? Yeah, Rach. 
Um, and my boyfriend calls me Pistol. Oh, okay. Because I've got like a lot of energy. I can see that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Rach or Rachie. Yeah. Pistol. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, this is the final question. Are we on the final question, Taylor? Yeah. Not quite yet. Oh, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, man. Um, before I wanted to be an SLP, I wanted to be an American Idol. I wanted to be a famous Ooh. singer. Yeah. Did you ever try? Um, I did audition for, like, I sent, like, videos in for, like, Star Search and, like, those other shows, but I never ended up going to any type of casting call. No. Oh. That was my dream, though. I wanted to be Kelly Clarkson. Wow. I love yeah. it. I, wow. Yeah. That's a throwback. That, I know. That's, like, my mom's <laughs> favorite show. So, <laughs> it's kind of gone to shit nowadays. They're, I mean, I don't know how they still have them. They're, they're on season three. Seriously? And they've been on TV for, like, And sorry, years. if it's not Simon, <laughs> Randy, and Paula, I'm not watching. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm not watching. It's, it's, I don't want to hear Katy Perry, so. You, know, you yeah. just, you shouldn't try to hold on too long. I completely yeah. agree. <laughs> okay, last rapid fire question. Uh, this might take a little more thought, okay. but what is the best purchase you've made of $150 or less? Oh my goodness. Wow. Um, toys, toys, toys. Could be something toys. you use all the time, something you couldn't go without. Um, $150 or less. I actually, I want to say our tent. We got our mm. camping tent. It's a four person tent for 60 bucks used at wow. one of the, one of the places that we used to get coffee. One of those stores over there. The uh, little camping stores. Oh I yeah. I was talking about. Oh yeah. I know what you're talking about. It's like a used camping Camp. store. But anyways, yeah. $60 for a four person tent. And I think last summer we went camping like 15 times. So. Okay. Love to camp. Favorite camp spot. Now <sighs> I gotta know. Oh, Utah. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Goblin okay. Valley. What about in Colorado? Colorado, um, gosh, what have I liked so far? We've been everywhere. Um, I don't even know. I'm, I'm trying to remember all the places we've been in Colorado. Oh, five hours away. What's Pagosa Springs? Okay. Pagosa Springs was gorgeous. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. We really like it there. Mm-hmm. I keep doing these like hour, two hour away trips. I need to go further. Yeah, that five hours is perfect. Yeah. 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 Especially yeah. Like camping. I mean, yeah. You get there. Yeah. Yeah. I went. I only went once last summer, Twin Lakes. Oh, yeah, I've been there. Epic. You're like camping spot. You could see the lake. Okay, I was in Twin uh, Twin Lakes camping, new moon. Oh, wow. It's pitch black out there. And I'm just laying there. We got with a fire. The fire's kind of dying. And there are stars. And I'm from Connecticut, like 30 miles from New York City. Mm. Literally, you get like six <laughs> stars in the sky. And. From the horizon, you know, all the way straight up everywhere. There's so many stars and I'm just sitting there and uh, I'm not high. I have a few beers, but I'm just looking <laughs> up and I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Why are we here? There's yeah. so much out there. I'm like, what is the point of all this? And yep. man, that'll really put things in perspective. I agree. When you're in the middle of nowhere and it's just you and the stars, you're like, yeah. wow, there's so much more to our physical bodies. <laughs> yeah. But we'll get into that. <laughs> okay. So yeah, moving forward, so many things I want to ask you, but maybe you could give a condensed version of sure. your story. Yeah. You know, maybe like upbringing, how you got into SLP, yeah. kind of the past few years. Yeah. Uh, and then we can dive into a lot of things about your life, what's important to you, your mission, that sort of thing. Totally. Um, so I think the biggest thing for me is that I'm a big sister of two younger siblings and they both attended speech therapy from two years old and maybe through like almost high school. So growing up as the big sister, naturally I'm protective. My siblings were struggling with communication and I was a theater kid. So growing up, I was like, okay, I want to 
end up in a field where I can use my voice and I can encourage other people to use their voice. And I ended up in the speech field. And I'm from Chicago, like I shared, and did undergrad and grad school in Illinois, try to save some money. And then for my clinical fellowship, which is a one-year program, it's like a certification between grad school and actually having your title, I was like, let's try out LA. And I moved to LA and I think flat was a big part for me where my journey started. Um, Through college, I had been diagnosed with depression. Um, I've suffered from binge eating disorder, anorexia, and bulimia. But when I got to LA, my body started telling me a lot of other things that wasn't necessarily diagnosed. Uh, I started realizing that I didn't know how to say no. And I started noticing that take a toll on my physical body. I broke out in hives about after maybe a month of living in LA and it stayed the whole year. I saw doctors, rheumatologists, I had surgeries. It was like thing after thing and my body couldn't handle it. And all the situations I kept finding myself in was like, I should do this because I'm a speech therapist, but where do I keep my identity and my own boundaries? And I was starting to lose that. And then on a whim, I came to Denver and started to actually set boundaries, follow the things that I wanted to follow in life. And things just really started to fall into place when I stopped pushing so much against the universe and just kind of like let things fall. And so now I'm in a completely different place than I thought it would have been years ago. Didn't think I'd end up in Colorado or where I'm at in both the speech world and the social media world, I think. If that kind of sums it up. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> there's so much to unpack There's that. a lot. I watched all I know. of that. It was amazing. But I just, as far as like a timeline, because I think people yeah. always think like, I got to be fixed in yes, a month. Yes, 100%. How long were you in LA? And then when yes. you moved to Denver? So I was in LA from 2018, 2019. Okay. And then I've been in Denver since summer of 2019. Okay. So about a year and a half. Okay. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And I think like for me, I started... I guess this process of like awakening and coming into myself a little bit in college when I was going through this depression, anxiety, all of that stuff. But it's been like an everyday work in progress. And that's what I'm learning more and more now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, so interesting. So many questions. Where to start? Uh, so it's really interesting. You said you, had, you have trouble saying no. Yes. And I think a lot of people that will resonate. Is that, you feel like that's just... Um, your whole life, kind of your environment? Yeah, I think that, so I am a child of an alcoholic. My dad's an alcoholic. And my parents divorced a few years ago. But growing up, we lost all of our money. And so by the time I could work, I knew that I'd have to provide for myself. And I was always saying yes to helping my mom, helping my siblings, being that model image, because I thought I need to accomplish and be and do for everyone because... My father wasn't there for me, and I'm not going to be like that for anyone else. And so I was like, oh, to be there for people, you say yes. That's how you're there for people. And it wasn't until I started feeling resentment, guilt sometimes, and saying yes to certain situations, which would in turn make me bitchy or aggressive or defensive, that I realized that that needed to change. But I think being the child of an alcoholic, the oldest sibling, and just... A woman in the health field, I just kind of felt compelled that that was 
part of my image to say yes. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is interesting. Something I work a lot with clients is this idea of filling your cup first and mm. having boundaries. And yeah. So many people, when I talk to them, they think they feel selfish yeah. right? saying no or prioritizing themselves. But as you said, right, like if you are not fully yourself, then you're irritable yes. or, you know, and that sort of thing. And it's definitely like a lot of unlearning to get 100%. there. So you, it sounds like it's been a long process for you. What was like the big catalyst for you to start setting boundaries? Um, there was actually like a moment in my head that sticks out. Um, I was living in LA at the time, but I was visiting Chicago for the new year and it was new year's day. And I was in my outfit from the night before with a broken ankle, hungover, in pain, angry at the guy I was seeing, and it's raining in Chicago, and I just drop all of my stuff in the middle of the street, and I scream, and I'm like, this is it. This is my bottom. Like, I'm going to make a change. And from then on, I started being open to spirituality, learning about myself, admitting my flaws, and it was just this, like, breakthrough moment for me that I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I'm miserable, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. There's a great quote I love that um, the breakthrough comes right after the breakdown. Yep. <laughs> That's and, very true. It was yeah. a big breakdown for me. <laughs> you, you, te- you tend to need to have those breakdowns. 100%. Uh, I'm, I'm super curious, like, where does, maybe, like, what, you kind of mentioned what you were doing, but, like, what were you doing, like, lifestyle-wise yeah. that wasn't working for you? And you mentioned eating disorders, too. Yeah. And, and how did you know, like, okay, you have this breakdown. I'm going to be more spiritual yeah. or, you know start to go down that route. Um, yeah, I think for me, the the important thing is my mother is a very spiritual being. Mm. Um, her brother passed away when he was 20. And growing <coughs> up since then, she's spent her life searching for answers. So since I've been a child, she's been pushing spirits, crystals, affirmations, mm. your mind, all of this on me. But I wasn't open to it. Mm. Like, I was mm. never open to it. And then I think once that event happened, that breakdown, I was like, oh, okay, this is where maybe I should try to take my mom's advice. Like, what do I have to lose here? Yeah. Um, but wait, what was the first part of that question? Uh, essentially, yeah, what were you doing? Oh, the, what your... kind of led to it? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, like I said, I was diagnosed with depression. So like my senior year of college, I was 45 pounds heavier than I am right now. Mm. Wasn't getting out of bed, drinking every day, um, not, not taking care of myself saying yes to all of my friends because I had a fear that they'd get mad at me if I said no, partying every weekend and dressing a certain way or speaking about a certain thing because I thought that's what I should do, especially in college, being in a sorority. Oh, my God. My self-confidence was down the fucking drain. Like, I had no self-confidence. So I think it was just, like, being okay with my identity and starting to step into that. But it took depression, eating disorder, all of those things to kind of get there for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So you mentioned your mom has always been spiritual and you were Mm -hmm. not open to it. And then, you know, we send you a questionnaire before this and you said 2020 taught you to wake up. Yeah. Um, And you kind of were going through that process. You had your breakdown and kind of waking up. And uh, I'm just curious, what do you mean by waking up? Mm -hmm. And what does that look like? Oh man. So this is where we get into the energy. Let's do it. So I believe that we are going through a cosmic reboot as a society, that we are finally waking up to realize that there's more in life than purpose, achievement, success. Take the movie Soul, for example, from Disney. 
Mm. It's all about it's accepting and loving the present moment. And I think 2020, when it put the stop to our daily life, it made us get in this rinse and repeat cycle. And people started to realize that they needed to find beauty in everyday moments or this rinse and repeat would literally eat them alive. So I think we're seeing an openness to mindfulness, to holistic medicine, to people trying to be more present. And so for me, I think 2020, I was doing some of these practices, but now it's really solidified those things, practicing gratitude and trying to find newness in that everyday moment and get to a higher level of myself. And I see more and more people in our community doing that as well. So I think it's an awakening for all of us. This is so fascinating. So you you said something a couple of times yeah. about I should do this, I should do that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there's a phrase that I use with clients, stop shitting on yourself. Yeah. Where it's like the pressure of other people and what we should do. And it, it's interesting to hear you talk about that because you said finding the beauty in everyday life instead of thinking that life is about purpose, achievement, and success. Mm-hmm. However, do you think it's just people's definitions, what they think purpose and success is? Or is... I think, I think, I yes, I mean, I think like as we're young, people are always like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Put a title on it. You're going to be in a box. You have to do and be something instead of like, hey. American Idol star. Yeah, or like, hey, yeah. like, let's talk about gratitude for this moment right now. We can breathe. We can live. How about this moment that we're focused on? Because really, to get into it, time is just a construct, right? We're only thinking about the future and the past. Really, the only moment that we have is now. And each moment, if you're in it, is the present moment. So I think it's part of the definition, but I think it's also people looking at priorities and saying like, even if society says that progress and purpose is necessary, is that going to keep me mentally sane? Yeah, for sure. So so what I'm saying though, how, how, how about that being purpose? That is your purpose. Oh, I see. So saying your purpose is to be present. Yeah. So just changing what purpose is. It's it's all about language. Yeah. 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 And I I would agree with you. And that's why I brought up the should, because you're right. Most of society thinks of Mm -hmm. purpose. We actually just recorded an episode on finding purpose. Okay. Right. And, uh, you know, really if it boils down to, and our podcast, modern happiness, happiness is a choice. Purpose is about happiness and being fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And so the same thing with success. I'm curious, how would you define success? Yeah, to me, oh, that was a burp. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. The unfiltered edition <laughs> of Speech with Rage. That stays in for sure. No. <laughs> um, oh God. What about, I think my definition of success has changed over the years. Mm-hmm. I think now to me, I think again, success to me just is being non-judgmental and accepting of the moment that you're in and knowing that the positions that you've been trying to put yourself in bring you a sense of joy. So like, even if that's binge watching TV, like to me, that could be a success. Mm-hmm. Like I have so many of my followers, my clients and stuff ask me like, how do you just watch TV and like not do other things? And I was like, to me, even just being in that moment and not doing anything else is a success. Like yeah. celebrating that, like taking time for me is a very hard thing to do. So like finding it throughout the day almost. I don't think that there's like it's, a end result in success. It's like finding it throughout your everyday motions almost. Man, I struggle with that. Yeah. Just doing nothing. Like yeah. if it's the daytime, I, I can't sit and watch a movie or Netflix. Because mm, you can, feel I, like you should be productive. Yeah. And... Right. And and that's a funny thing where like I would rather be productive. 
actually. Mm. Okay. If I sat and watched Netflix and then, you know, say I watch a two-hour movie and then now it's 5 Well, for PM. you, that's not something that that makes you feel your highest self. Yeah. That well, doesn't re-energize you. I think there's you, a you know? time and a place, yeah. too, right? Yeah. I actually, ironically, we were talking about this yesterday with my roommate. It was a cold day. We watched a movie and I was just completely engaged. I didn't have my phone by me. Mm-hmm. It was a great movie. And I was like, man, I haven't really done that for like over two hours. Yeah. And it's just what I needed. I was a little sick last week. So I was like getting over that and I was like, this is awesome. But had I, you it know. It wasn't COVID, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> We're fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I get your point of, there's times where I like, no, I, I personally, I like, Matt and I talk about this all the time. I like progress. I like getting better at things. Mm. So that's like just as exciting. But Rachel, but, but, your, but your progress, point is, But my thing is, to get to that progress, it's a gas tank. Everything we do takes yeah, energy. Yeah, so it's self-care, And for some right? people, that Netflix is what recharges them. And like, that's what I say to my clients that are like, I don't want to post on social media. I don't want to do this. I say, don't. You need to do what makes you feel your highest self. If that's going to recharge you, you need to find pockets in your day. Mm-hmm. So like what I work to do with people is, instead of thinking it's bad, think of taking this five-minute break can therefore make you more energized and productive so when you get home, you don't crash. Because yeah. you're finding time through the day rather than working, working, working and just completely burning out. At what point do you tell someone, say, they want to grow a business? Yeah. And this is what I help people with. Mm-hmm. And I believe if you're not on social media, then you're missing a giant portion of growing your business. Yeah. Like it's not a thing that's nice to do. It should be a part of the business. So at what point someone who says, I just don't want to post. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I agree with you. Yeah. Don't right now. But like, also you want to be here. Right. You're going to have to start showing up on social media. So cool. You never post, post once a week, start right. somewhere, right? It's about so. finding a boundary for yourself and not saying you should do this because you see other influencers doing it or mm-hmm. being like, oh, I don't post every day. Does that mean I'm bad? Mm-hmm. Does that mean I'm this? And looking to it more as inspiration and ideas rather than comparison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know about, where we started with that. I don't know either. <laughs> I, I, I took a few notes and who even knows anymore, but uh, let's talk about comparison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's comparison all bad? Um, I think so. Um, just because you don't ever know what's going on behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. And comparison is a thief of joy. We all know that quote. Mm-hmm. That's a very big quote. And I think that it's good to compare yourself to other people in a striving, like I said, in an influential way, but not in an imitation so way. It's not all bad. I guess not bad. <laughs> but I was going to say. Not all bad, but like what I'm saying with comparison is like, yeah, you can look at that and say like, these are my aims, but you should never make that person feel, make you feel less than because you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. You know uh, what I mean? 100% on that. Like well, in grad school, like I was the only one working in my cohort. Did people know that? No. Was I getting the worst grades? 100%. <laughs> but there was a reason for that. Yeah. Right? So it's like, what else is there? There's sometimes more than what you see. So you can use that, but know that. Sometimes it's not real and there's more going on behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I I think that's with all of these conversations, it's all about mindset. Yeah. So, you know, to your point, yeah. Comparison, if it is just, you know, to imitate or whatever, it can be negative, but it can also inspire. Right. Right. Yes. You know, looking at, oh, that's what, if they can do that, Mm -hmm. I can do that. And that's where I think people get caught up in this negative thought process. Yeah. For sure. But I don't even know if that to me is like comparing. Like to say like, oh, I can do that. I don't know if like I'm comparing myself to that SLP. Rather, I'm aspiring to be like them. Yeah, it's a change. I don't know. In, like in language yeah, for sure. I, I was going to say that. It's all about defining. Like right. really, it's all about defining these words and getting specific on it. Because <clears throat> like when I was learning photography in New York City, 
I would follow all these amazing New York City photographers. Mm-hmm. And I would see a photo, and I, I know where that is. I want to go try and take the exact same picture. Mm. And usually, you know, not as good. And then I start to get better at it. But am I, you know, I'm using them as inspiration to take a really good photo. And then if my photo is bad, I'm not, like, sitting there going, like, I suck. Right. It's like, obviously, this guy has, you know, probably been a photographer for 10, 20 years. And, and so, yeah, it's like... Well, you see the well-roundedness and the yeah. more behind it. Some people might not. Yeah. Right? When some people don't think about that, they think Instagram is real life. What I see is all what is. Yeah. So not true. Well, I mean, <laughs> an example on the other side of that is, like, I took this course to how to be a better online coach. And I'm in this you know, group with other online coaches, you know, some people teach yogi, some people teach spirituality, all this stuff. And in our little group of 12, 12 people, including myself, you know, I see other people making sales mm. and maybe they have less followers. And I'm like, how come I'm not making as many mm. sales? And okay. like, what's going on here? And, and then like you said, yeah, that starts getting negative because, well, maybe they've been doing this for five yes. years. They've been talking about, you know, what they're selling for five years. And I've only been talking about it for five months. Right. So yeah, they have a leg up and it, that's when you should, like you said, you don't know people's past and history. Yes. So that's exactly. when it's not going to compare and be like, right. Right. Compare yourself. Your to, chapter one, that, you, you you're comparing your chapter one to their chapter 26. Yeah. That's not fair. Yeah. We're all sure. different chapters. That's okay. But you have to know that. And that's what I'm saying. Look to it as, okay, I'm at chapter one. Chapter 26 could look like this. Mm-hmm. How do I get there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because in that same example, it could be like, if you're doing something, they're in the same space as you. As, and it's like, okay, Matt is succeeding. Why am I not succeeding? Clearly, this can work. This yes. field can work, right? Mm-hmm. People could look at, at you and what you're doing and mm-hmm. social media and being an LCLP. And if they're not finding success, they could compare to you and be like, okay, I need to try something new. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. So it's really just how you look at it. I completely agree. Yes, yeah. I completely agree. But I think that needs to be taught too, especially to this younger generation that's like getting on social media. Because I don't think that they maybe necessarily look at it like that. You know, it's oh, like, for sure. these are who people, you know, applaud, pay. This is what I need to be. And it's it's very toxic and dangerous, I think, if that conversation around it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. So it, it's funny because I said this before. I'll backtrack on my statement. But there are plenty of successful people who don't use social media at all. For sure. But yeah. we don't see that. Yeah, exactly. You know? And exactly. We just missed that whole piece yeah. of mm-hmm. I, would, I would say too though, it's like a different time, you know, mm-hmm. as yeah. part of it. Like yeah. I it would is. I again there's an outlier everywhere, but I would say most of those people I was actually thinking about that the other day with what I do, and it's like, you know, uh 10, 15 years ago to coach people on mindset, life coaching, things like that, I would likely just have to stick with the Denver area, mm-hmm. have a place to meet in person. Yeah, you know. And so I think that's what's a little different, whereas like I can grow quicker by reaching people across the country, mm-hmm. Zoom calls, yeah. you know, things like that. And so. did COVID show you that? Um, I I would actually say, so I was an online fitness coach before COVID. Okay. So I've been online for uh, before COVID. However, I would say it's it's helped my business because people are more open yeah. to that, right? Mm-hmm. So especially with the mindset and life coaching, um, people all of a sudden got on Zoom calls. They're like, oh, we don't have to meet in person. Yeah. Which is super helpful because that's that was my business model anyways. But yeah. now people are just like, that's the norm. So yeah, so yeah for sure. Definitely was helpful for me. Okay. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's a good perspective. <laughs> okay. So let's talk more about spirituality. Yeah. Because what's interesting is I think, you know, I've had my own journey with spirituality and I know Matt has. And I think some of the things that we all could talk about to some people may seem like woo woo and kind of like really out there. And I would imagine for all of us, 
maybe at one point in our lives, the things that are normal for us yes. maybe felt that way. So I'm curious, you know, well, for one, I want to talk about crystals because mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm super curious, something I've been wanting to learn about, but yeah. let's maybe talk about, uh, for one, kind of your progression into that. Yeah. And then maybe like people who are kind of in that place of like, okay, I've been learning about these different things. They seem maybe uh, uncomfortable, yeah. but you know, how do I get started? How can I learn more? And, mm-hmm. and how has that impacted your life? Yeah. I might've just thrown like yeah. so many questions <laughs> at you. But. Well, I'm trying to think, I think like for me, um, kind of like I shared, my mom was, when I grew up, she saw some mediums. She did a little bit with like meditation, prayers. She always talked to us about there's so much more. Your thoughts are not you. There's energy. There's this. And it was like, like I said, kind of woo-woo. And for me, actually, the biggest stepping stone into spirituality, which is one of the people I'm incredibly inspired by, is Rebecca Rosen. And she's a medium actually here in Denver. Um, fun fact, her son is, was my photographer a few weeks ago, and that was synchronicity by any means. But Rebecca, <laughs> Rebecca's all about, we all have intuition. We all have this ability of interacting with life in a different way. We just need to be open to it. And so as a psychic medium, she teaches people how to use that intuition to connect with life, be open to things, and start seeing things. So I've read... All of her books, um, I've listened to, you know, podcasts on podcasts, shows. I've seen her before as well. I've seen a medium. Um, I have a Reiki healer. I just have started to implement these practices into my life. And the biggest thing that I've taken away from it is that is a consistent practice. Like what Rebecca says is every morning she might wake up and think, oh, I don't need to meditate today. I feel fine. But the idea is that mindfulness, meditation, spirituality is almost like something to help us go through those challenges later in the day, right? It's not necessarily like a reactive measure. Mm -hmm. It's a preventative measure. So it's about creating healthy habits regardless of if you feel stressed or not. And I found by keeping that mindfulness and practicing those things on a daily basis, I see huge changes in my overall mood, mindset, and how things unravel into my life. Oh, I love the way I, that you said <laughs> I love you so much because I wake up some, I've been meditating very consistently yeah. the past, whatever, a year, maybe six months, uh, and it's definitely helped. But then there are days where I'm like, I'm crushing it. I don't need to meditate. I'm going right yes. into work. I'm going to go right into work and just get a bunch of stuff done. And then all of a sudden, like a week or two later, I'm, I'm yeah. like, I just low, kind of, I don't call it low point, but not feeling as good as I did right. before. And it's like, what happened? Oh, you stopped doing the meditation and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny as someone, you know, who loves going to the gym, I don't wake up and go, I'm strong enough today. Exactly. And I'm going to take yeah. a week off. Right. It's a like, consistent no, I go to the gym and I, practice. And I keep that. That's what going. I was going to say. I've been fitness coach, mm-hmm. background, strength and conditioning for 10 years. So when you said preventative, I'm like, oh, prehab. Yeah, it's, it's your yeah, prehab, it is. right? Oh, that's yeah. Bam, that's and, yeah. And it's cool it. because you, yeah, it was like this light bulb moment. That's how I explain gratitude to people. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's these low hanging fruit, gratitude, yep. journaling, yep. even just breath work. Like I, I send people who like have never meditated with Headspace, the app, yes. just cause it's like very simple, very that. basic. Like just do a minute, just do yep. three minutes. And like you said, consistently. And so many people, they're just like, ah, I don't know. Like it's, it's so easy, but that's what I tell people about gratitude is like, it's proven to increase happiness. Mm -hmm. However, by practicing gratitude, you're not actually, your life's not actually better. You're just more aware, Yes. you know? And so, yeah, Mm -hmm. I love exactly how you put that where it's, it's preventative. Yeah. So let me ask you this. 
on the on the flip side of that is, you know, what do you do when you don't feel that? You know, or mm-hmm. if we were to talk about like forcing meditation yeah. or forcing, you know, because uh, to Matt's point, there are days where I like get up and, you know, it's just a busy day and I'm like have anxious thoughts and it's like actually just helpful for me to like kind of get started. Yeah. Rather than, uh, you know, spend an hour journaling, meditating where all I'm thinking about is what I got to do next. So mm-hmm. how do you handle that? And I think that's important too, is to listen to your body and to know like it doesn't have to be, but know that either way, if you're not going to meditate that day, you still have to show up. Conscious effort, you have to show up. It's not like you meditate for 10 years and you're like, oh, I'm good. I'm fine. And so I think it's listening to your body and also seeing what you need and not judging yourself for not. Mm. Because then you get back in that cycle, oh, I'm not meditating. Hold on, hold on. You're not supposed to meditate because you think you should. It's because it makes you feel good. So if truly your heart, your soul does not need it that day, I think it's okay to listen to your body and affirm to yourself, it's okay for me to do nothing. You know, I am feeling okay. And that's where those affirmations and some of that just positive mindset and talking to yourself can come into play. Stop shitting on yourself. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. So what are, let's talk about crystals. I want to tell me, I don't know anything about crystals, but it's, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's the next progression. I see a lot of people do it. Yes. You know, what's the idea behind it? How does it work? Yeah. All that stuff. So the whole, I I guess if we back it up, Mm. everything is energy. Right? For sure. This coffee cup, you, me, this pen, we all have energy. I like you more and more. Keep (laughs) talking. And Newton's first law says that energy cannot be created or destroyed, only transferred, right? So when you're going through practices in life, your energy is going all over the place. And humans, we have chaos in our body. Our energy, our hormones, our levels are all over the place. Crystals have a perfect crystal lattice. So they have a perfect symmetry. So when you hold a crystal, their energy harmonizes with the chaos in your body and allows you to feel more whole and centered. Different crystals have different things that they're better for, like amethyst is for intuition, selenite is for cleansing, citrine is for abundance. So they have different things, but the idea is that when you're holding them, you are at the same time practicing affirmations or just saying to the universe to like allow things to just kind of like even out and rebalance and resettle. So crystals can be super powerful if you use them in the right way. You can't just have them sitting around too. Yeah. Like for me, I have about, some on my got, desk. We've got a skull over yeah, here. Yeah, so. Does the shape make a difference? No, oh, okay. I just love it. This is um, oh, yeah. an amethyst skull. Um, I just like the skull a lot because it's a symbol of strength for me. But I keep it on my desk and yeah, through the day if I need guidance with certain things, I hold certain crystals. Another one, that I love is called spirit quartz that I think you guys would like. Mm. It's really great for therapists, healers, guiders. And it's about, cause we give so much. Spirit quartz is also about giving to those who give. So kind of helping you feel more centered and more whole when you are constantly giving to other people. So each crystal just has different things. Yeah, that, that makes it. so much sense. And it goes back to what you said of like, you know, mindfulness is a practice. So yeah. and, and I think that's where people get caught up and when I try to teach meditation or breath work, they're like, oh, I'm not good at it. I'm like, yeah. you can't be, okay, throw yeah. that out the window. <laughs> exactly. You can't be bad at it. No. However, I love what you said of like, it's not just like having crystals. It's like part of it is yeah. you're practicing mindfulness during that. And it, for me, looking at this crystal, it's just, you know, a reminder. So I imagine yes. you go through your day, you look and you see it exactly. and you pause from whatever you're doing. Exactly. And, That's why I also have all my tattoos. Because for me, they're all like, smoke 
things to me that bring me strength. So when I see them, I'm like, okay, I can move forward. Mm. Okay, I can be present. Okay, I've overcome. Okay, I can continue to grow. And they all mean something to me. And it's like a physical reminder. And that's why I love them. And that's why I think creating a space and creating a healthy environment is a huge part of that too. And that's something that I talk about with like the people that follow me on Instagram is even teachers that work in the schools. A kid walking into your classroom, carrying all this energy with them. What can you do ahead of time to calm them down, mm. to even things out so you both can communicate better? Nice. I was even going to ask you guys before this, if you were on my podcast, we would have done a meditation before we started. Oh. I was going to ask you, but I didn't know. So yeah. usually I do meditation oh, with my guests. So just always. so our energy is on yeah. the same plane, right? Because yeah, yeah. you're coming in from getting donuts. You're on this high. I'm still waking up, right? So yeah. we need to meet in the middle. And mm. I think that's been a huge thing for me. It's like meditating with a group of people before starting something is oh, so powerful. So powerful. Uh. Well, okay, I, I, first of all, I'm fired up on the crystal. I know, I, I love I'm, it. I'm so bought in. Uh, We're going to have to go to, I'll 100% right. go with you guys if you want. Oh, where? Yeah. Yes. I have a friend, my good friend Claudia. She gets them from Peru, but there's also a shop in Denver called Spirit. Okay. Spirit Works Spirit Healing okay. on Colfax. I mean, I'll take you guys. Okay. Yeah. She's got, a, she's got a crystal gal. I got a crystal okay. dealer. Yeah. I got a crystal yeah. dealer. A crystal guy. Um, or gal. Um, but yeah, I've been, uh, you know, going snowboarding these past few weeks or past month or so. And um, I've just been, maybe it's because of Colorado. I don't know. I'm used to like the wet snow on the East Coast. Mm. But just staring at snowflakes falling on my jacket. And I'm on the lift and I'm just like, they're so gorgeous and the symmetry and I'm like, and gratitude. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just, I'm just so present with that, with the snowflake that I'm staring at. And then you mentioned the symmetry of the, of the crystals and stuff. And I'm like, that's a coincidence. The fact that I'm like noticing mm -hmm. snowflakes so much. And now we're here talking about crystals. Synchronicity. It's like synchronicity. I'm bought into it. Yeah. You know, we talked about this on our, um, finding purpose podcast, but like it, it's Taylor mentioned, like you have to go try new things and, and like maybe take a different route home from work. But when you do that, you have to start noticing and being more aware and being more present. Because if you just take a different route home and expect the world to change, it's not going to happen. Right. And work. not judging it. Being open. Oh, there's a blue car. Not saying that's not the blue car I was thinking I'd see. Yeah, yeah. Right? Being yeah. open to it and just taking it as it is. So that's what I'm doing with this. I'm, I'm bought into the crystals. Heck yeah. I love it. I love and it. <laughs> I do have one question. Maybe this is the wrong question to ask. Sure, I'm just sure. curious. Who is saying that? I'm not going to say the things right, but like yeah. this quartz is for abundance or whatever and like you know so crystals have been used for years in buddhist culture and all these different cultures so i think this has just been over time philosophers you know people in our field eckhart deepak all those people that have seen it and studied it i have different books that are you know like crystal encyclopedias that share it mm -hmm. and if you look throughout i mean they typically seem to have similar themes along each one. So I guess somehow we've come to this, con you know, universal belief or knowing that different things mean different, but I'm not sure how they came to that in general. Yeah, that's fair. I'm not sure. Okay. That'd I be a go, great question to ask. Someone. I wanted to go back real quick. Yeah. Appreciate you for saying that. Um, you said if you were on my podcast and I wasn't sure, and we're in, we're in your home right now, True. you said we would have meditated. Yeah. Taylor has this great mantra that I've taken in that's I'm comfortable at new tables yeah. or I'm confident at new tables. Yeah. I, I, I kind of use them both. Yeah. Um, where it's like, we're in your home. You should have just done that. Yeah. I know. Just, you know, being full of yourself and being like, yeah. Hey guys, we're going to meditate before this because of X, Y, Z. Yeah. And True. we could have just said, no, yeah. you're crazy. You're right. Uh, but we actually would have been totally down. You're right. You're right. Just stepping fully into that and being yeah. like, if you're that's right. what you wanted to do, mm -hmm. do it. Yep. 
So true. Yeah. So true. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So interesting on that same vein. Oh. On that same vein. This okay. Is, uh, this is Taylor's favorite line. <laughs> well, now I'm just using it because Matt, I used it twice. I've ever heard that. Two. <laughs> two. I don't know if I have. I, I cannot. Is that a real saying? I'm gonna right. trademark it. On that it. same vein. I uh, cannot think of a penis when he says that. <laughs> on that same vein, I'm like, well, now I'm thinking of a erect penis. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> moving on. Uh, what are we talking about? Well, okay, so you you talked about, yeah, I have this mantra, I'm confident at new tables. I love my mantras. Which, uh, okay, now I want to hear yeah, you. Favorite okay, mantras. We're, I'm going to come back to that. What's your favorite? <laughs> give us your favorite mantras. Oh, she's opening up a bookshelf. Hold on. Here we go. So I make mantras. have a massive scroll in here? I make mantras for kids. I make affirmation cards for kids. Oh, let's um, go. That yes. I repeat okay. with them. I need so... to connect you. Uh, <laughs> You would like this. I have a, uh, it's called Enlifted. There's a coaching certification that uh -huh. I went through. Uh, definitely should check out Mark England. He's very oh. big into words, the power of words, okay. language. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, so what do you think of when I say the word abracadabra? Oh, here we go. Oh, I don't, magic? Magic. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's the thing. Words are magic. So abracadabra uh. is actually Aramaic for with my word I create or really? with my word I influence. Wow. Okay. And words are magic. And so... What I teach about mindset is mm -hmm. most people think when it comes to mindset, it's about the work, the thoughts that you have. Think happy thoughts only. Think positively. However, the words you use actually have the biggest impact on what you think. Yeah. Once you say it enough, then you believe it. Once you believe yes. it, then you become it. That's what affirmations is, are for. Yes, exactly. Yes. So um, there's actually somebody in the Enlifted community, a coach who creates these like uh, these like blocks mm -hmm. um, for like kids or whatever, but and then he'll he'll carve mantras on them. I have mine right there that I made. I made my own. Hold on. Give me a second, guys. Yeah, okay. I made my it. own. Oh I my God, it. you're going to freak out. <laughs> Hold on. If it's still I made it. My, it's a mindfulness cue for my kids. Hold on. Is it over here? Oh, did I throw it out? She's got to oh, unpack my. all her toys. It's a, I made, because I literally made that. I have okay. these other ones too, but well, I made the same well, thing. It's well, a mindfulness well, cue for kids. I love it. I love <laughs> it. Um, yeah, so it's super cool because it's mantras... Fun. Yeah, so tell me, I want to hear about how, how you use mantras and why yeah. they're so important, especially with kids. So same thing. The way that you talk to yourself is everything. Um, we are programmed to use ants, right? Automatic negative thoughts. That's where our brain just goes. And especially in the speech world, so many times we look at behavior as bad or good, which it's not. It's, mm. it, it's communicating something. And we always tell kids, don't run. Don't talk. Yeah, negation. Don't this. Oh, man. Instead of saying, talk, when you're mad, dirty to me you right can do this. Oh, my gosh. So, like, for example, one of the first things I teach my families is when your child's upset, don't say to them, stop crying. Say, I notice you're crying. Instead of crying, we can do this. Or giving them, an, so it's acknowledging what they're going through, giving them a positive alternative. Yeah. So, for me and for myself with affirmations with mantras, when I start saying those things and talking about it in that personal I am sense, like we talk about with manifesting, the universe can't really tell that it's in the future. If you're saying I am this, mm -hmm. you start to believe it, you're going to see it more. So I think for me, I have two mantras that are my favorite. Um, my first is everything works out for me always. Mm. Um, that is, I love that one. And I am the expert is the other one that I use a lot. Nice. Those are mm -hmm. really yeah, good. So yeah. good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I love this. I am so excited. This is, so this is how I teach goal setting Yeah. is we start the process of I want blank because of blank. So mm -hmm. the first blank is your goal. The second blank is why you want the goal. Yes. 
So we start there, we get specific, we get accurate, and then we change it into a present day statement. So if it's yes. like, I, you know, want to start my own business, instead it's, I I'm have, a business owner. Yeah. And you change the identity. Have you yeah. read Atomic Habits? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah. that's kind of how you model it then. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so everything I teach is people think they're coming to me with goals and they think about goals are things that they do, but yes. it's really about who do you need to become? Yes. So really it's like we, we create the goals so that then we can create the mantras so that then it's identity shaping. Yes. Um, Man, I love this. And I love it, all it's that. It's so powerful. And that's why I bring it into speech because like, I'm like, oh my God, literally we're speech therapists. No one talks about the way that we mm. talk to ourselves. We're so focused how we talk to our kids. Yeah. And even then it's not always great, but the way we talk to ourselves, I always say to my clients and my other coaches, speech therapists, would you talk to your kid that way? If your yeah. kid was upset, would you say, stop it, you're not supposed to be mad. Yeah. No. So why are you talking to yourself that way? For yeah. sure. Like well, we are all kids on the inside. We all have that inner child trauma. You need to talk to yourself like yeah. that. Well, and I, I love what you said about negation. So, so many people are focused on what they don't, don't want, want, which would be yes. the survival mentality. But a lot yes. of people come to me and they're like, ah, I don't want to get injured this year. I don't want to be alone. Yes. I don't want to be broke. And it's just that self-fulfilling prophecy. That's yes. all they're focused on. So we just, just by changing it to... I want financial freedom. Yes. Oh, cool. Now what are the steps to get there? Exactly. And it, it's just. And it's not even I want, it's also saying it as I am. Because like I said, when you say to the universe, sure. I want, I want, that's the law of attraction, right? Mm -hmm. You attract what you're thinking about. Mm -hmm. So if you're thinking about what you don't have, I want to be a coach, you're going to attract not being there yet. But if you say to the universe, I'm a coach, I'm a coach, they're going to give you that versus yeah. longing for that. Well, and that's where so many clients that I work with, we do that. And they say, I am like, I am an entrepreneur. And yes. they're, like, they're so resistant. Like, but like, I'm oh, not. That doesn't, or I yeah. am confident. They're like, oh, that doesn't feel real. Yes. Like, just keep saying it. Yes. Because as you said, once you start to believe it, mm -hmm. then you show up differently. Yes. You show up so differently. And it's, it's incredible. It is. And that's it why is. it's funny because there's like, this was Mike. Maybe five years ago, there's that a YouTube video that went viral. This little girl in front of a mirror. Oh mm -hmm. my gosh, I'm saying her affirmations. Yeah. Yes. And she's like, I, I am strong. Yep. I am beautiful. Like all this stuff. And it's like funny and cute and whatever. And it's like adults should be doing oh, this. Oh, dude, I do it with, so I funny. That's what I do with my kids before we start the session. We, I pull them up either on my green screen or on here. And I say, I am patient. And they say, mm -hmm. I am patient. And same thing. I, I shared it with mom and she goes, Rachel. Can I use these for me too? Like yeah. I need these. Yeah. Like, I need to tell yeah. myself that yeah. I choose to have an amazing day. Right. Like, I need these things too. So like sometimes I'm like, I give it for the kids, but it's almost for the parents. For sure. Yeah. Because yeah. they say it and then the kid repeats it. Yeah. So they're both working on it there and they're building connections. So. Wow. That's yeah. like trifecta. Wow. Right. Changing the world. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So before we got into this whole mantra thing, Matt had mentioned, yes. you know, I'm confident at new tables and. Mm. Um, so what I would love to talk about because you, you know, I would love to talk about Instagram, social media, yeah. how that's changed for you. And you, you do a very good job of what appears to me. I don't know you that well, mm -hmm. of just showing up fully yourself, which is why it was interesting. You know, Matt brought that up because it's like, I think for one, it's something we still all struggle with no mm -hmm. matter how far we've come. Um, but what is your mission with Instagram? How has mm -hmm. that changed over? I think really the past year okay. it's kind of taken off for you. Yes. Um, and yeah, what's your, your purpose behind that? Okay, Matt, we open the door for her. Let her out. She's been going crazy. <laughs> Sorry, guys. My foster dog here is gravy. getting a little antsy. Go, gravy, go. <laughs> so, okay. So, Instagram. I started it March 2020. Uh, when So, I'm a home health therapist. So, I'm paid on a per visit rate. Family doesn't show. I don't get paid. Wow. And when we switched from home health to telemedicine, I saw a huge drop in my caseload because... 
telemedicine wasn't really a thing we were using. Families were afraid. And so I started freaking out because I saw my paycheck going down. And Instagram was always a space that I liked, but I was like, you know what? Let me try to actually make this something. So I started posting. And at first it was cute infographics about early intervention, this, that. And I'd share a little bit about my anxiety, a little bit about my mental health struggles. And that's where the DM started coming in. The messages started coming in. And I was like, wait a second. These therapists need to learn how to fill their own cup before they're filling others' cups. They need to work on their mental health. Like the universe is showing me this is what's resonating. So I started being vulnerable. I started showing my face. I started being authentically me and my following just started to expand. It's been almost a year and I have almost 10,000 followers. I'm at like 9,300, which is pretty cool. Well, with our following, we'll get you. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) But it just was like so reaffirming to me to be like these spiritual practices these these mindsets that i've had are finally resonating because in our community we are type a overachieving women in my field that's what we're known as and in grad school i was not i got into a fight with the head of my grad school because she told me i needed to focus more on school and i was like are you going to pay my family's mortgage for my alcoholic father right and that shut her up (laughs) and i've always been slp and you are more than your image So finally, when I started to see that resonate on social media, I was like, the more that I'm myself, the more people are connecting with that. And what I also started to realize that some people aren't going to connect with that. And I don't want those people to follow me. So I have days where I lose 100 followers because I post a video of me dancing. I don't give a shit because those are the people that are going to bring that negative energy into my space anyways. So if this doesn't resonate with you, quietly step away. I'd rather you not say something. And I know that when I put something out there, there's always going to be someone that agrees or doesn't agree. But I have to know at the end of the day, that's who I am. And that's my mission and my belief. And if I'm going to put it out there, there is going to be judgment received. So I need to learn to be okay with that. Mm -hmm. So I think it's like really allowed me to accept myself more authentically. And now like, regardless of where I am in life, there's always going to be people that don't see your mission and you can't let that get you down. It's, it's like, it's like <laughs> I, I, this is a lot of stuff that, that Matt teaches. I know. I yeah. feel like I need to be your third partner here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's incredible what, what all the things that open up when you yeah. just start to be yourself. Yes. You know, and we asked you before, uh, if you were to give advice to your younger self, what would it be? And you said in all caps, no one cares what you're doing. Be yourself. Yeah. But you know, what's funny People do care. They do care. When you are yourself. Yes. They actually care more. And it's actually yes. way more powerful when you are yourself. Because that energy is magnetic to them. Yeah. It's inspiring. You know, yeah. like I used to be that person in college. I walked in the bar and I thought everyone is looking at what I'm drinking, what I'm wearing, and who I'm talking to. I got a question for you. You know? You get a picture. Let's call it a family photo. Okay. Or a photo with all your friends. Yeah. Ten friends. Yeah. Someone shows you, hey, check out the photo. Who do you look at first? Of course, yourself. Yourself. Every right. Time. Nobody gives a Everyone's shit. Everyone's looking yeah. at themselves. Exactly. Yeah. It's like you're sitting in class and yeah. you're like, Oh my God, you're freaking out because you got to present and someone's up there presenting right now. And all They're you're thinking, freaking out about all, them presenting, right? Thinking, yeah, and no one's even paying attention to your presentation no. because everyone's thinking about their presentation. <laughs> exactly. And then once you go, we everyone's like, cool, so I'm free. Egotistical. Yeah. We are so egotistical and we need to start learning that like what other people think of you has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them, yeah. whatever they're going through. Yeah. And that has been a huge weight off my shoulders when it comes to preaching about the things that I do like comparison, imposter syndrome. Like women say to me, how are you so okay with this? And I'm like, because I know 
even if I am the most perfect person in the world, someone's going to have an issue with me. Mm -hmm. So why not be authentically me and live my life for what makes me feel whole? Then live my life for what you think I should or shouldn't do. Okay, I had a question last time I met with you and had coffee. Yeah. uh, You were like, no one does this in my field. No one like shares their vulnerabilities vulnerabilities and talks about eating disorders and things like that. Um, Why? I mean, you kind of mentioned it, but like, why is that? And and how did you get to this point where you can be so okay with being so open? I think that teachers, mental health professionals, therapists have this image, right? That they are these whole beings whose sole purpose on this earth is to mold the minds of young people. And we are so much more than our job title. We're not a box. And I think so many times people think they should be a certain way to be successful because in the past we've seen that as success. But we have to understand that our definition of success is changing. New methods are coming and things are changing. And so I think that just sharing this, I don't know why no one was doing it before, but I think that some people are afraid. Actually, I know that it'll make them look weak. So I had a girl DM me last week say, Rachel, you're so open about your mental health struggles. Have you ever not been able to get a job because of that? And I said, first off, I believe in redirection, not not rejection. So if something doesn't work out, it wasn't supposed to. So if that job is not going to accept all parts of me, I'm going to be the one struggling anyways. So it's not right. And I have to learn that, yeah, maybe putting certain things out there might keep me away from opportunities. But again, that's not part of my path. So for me, it feels more fulfilling to be myself than to monitor in the hopes that a job will see me a certain way one day. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's the power of vulnerability. Yeah. It it actually, and it's funny how people think, it's actually going to open more doors. Exactly. Exactly. Like me sharing about, I'm, and I will say this, I'm the first SLP on Instagram to talk about money. I went up and I posted exactly what I made, $52,000 last year. I broke it down. I got a hundred DMs that day about, oh my God, you're the first person to actually talk about money. And then I did a live on it and I shared salary, things like that, because why is it taboo? We all need to, we need to live. And it's like, we can only talk about certain things in this box and we can't be more. Why are we not talking about money, mental health, life, socioeconomic status, just in all aspects of any career? So let me ask you this, with all these topics, taboo, mindfulness, money, do you think it's that people need to learn more or they need to unlearn Mm, more things? I think unlearn. I think unlearn. Like, I think our brains are so, we, especially with our parents and the generation before us, again, sometimes it's not their fault. It's learning and growth takes a long time. And I think challenges in life had made people more open. But I think that now they need to start seeing that, especially with COVID, like, keep doing your life this way, you're going to get the same result. So you have to change something. And for me, I've noticed it's more unlearning because just as humans, we're so just drawn to that negative criticism because like you shared in the past, that was a survival instinct. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't feel right. You act on that. And now that we're not feeling that all the time, that's like driving our being. And so it's unlearning. And it's for me, it's like literally learning to let be, not let go. That's Michael Singer's biggest thing is in mindfulness, we don't let go, we let be. We acknowledge what we see and we accept it. So in mindfulness, there's like nine tenets to it. I'm, I'm learning it right now, but one of them is that. It's, you're not letting go, you're letting be. Yeah, I, I love that so much because mm-hmm. Taylor and I talk about Deepak says it, letting go, and I'm like, what the hell does that mean? Because yeah. if I let go, like, but I, 
But for me to get clients, like I got to show up on Instagram, I got to talk to people, I got to DM yeah. people. If I let go, does that mean I don't do it? Yeah. And I had this big realization, kind of like early in January in the new year, and I was like, I was like, oh, it's not, it's not doing nothing. It's doing the things, but then whatever happens, happens. Exactly. Yeah. So let yes. be is the yes. perfect way to say that. Let be. Mm-hmm. We, yeah. We one of our good friends, Savvy, was on our podcast, and she said this, and it stuck with me ever since. It's letting go of the expectation of the outcome. Is she the blonde mm-hmm. that I met? No. Oh, it's a different one. Oh, this yeah. is the redhead. 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 I follow yeah. her too. Yeah. I love her stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, it's the outcome that we're all holding on to. Totally. Like what we want to happen. Yes. And, um, yeah, there's a quote from a mentor of mine that I think you'll really like, um, about unlearning mm. and it goes, uh, it's not who you are. It's what you learned. And mm. if you learned it, you can unlearn it. So true. And so many people, they just, you know, that goes to like the fixed mindset and growth mindset. They just believe, oh, this is who I am. Who am I yeah. to do this? Right. And that's why I imagine all these people are reaching out to you because mm-hmm. they, they, you know, I don't mean this in a negative way, but they they probably think, oh, you're so special. You're unique. There's yeah. all these things. And you're like, no, no I'm you, not. You can yeah, do it. Exactly. Yeah, anyone, like, I'm like, we're all struggling from something. <clears throat> I just right? took this step. <laughs> exactly. Now you take the step. Yes. You know? Yes, exactly. Yeah. There's right. this thing I love where it's like, we were all, we were all born into a cult. <laughs> a cult of our parents thoughts beliefs yep. or whoever raised you and you know they learn from their parents and you know they went through the great depression so they they have this idea of life and our parents did our their best to pass it on what they've learned yes but that stuff is going out of style and it doesn't serve us in in the world we're in now so it's your job as an adult to look at that and see what serves you and how can you you know change it improve on it yes and, I think we're we're co-creators of our lives. Mm. No one is victim. Nothing Mm. happens to us. I mean, life happens to us, but then we have to say, what am I going to do about it now? Are you going to sit and play victim with your life? Are you going to say, I'm the co-creator? I didn't control that I was in this car accident, but I control what I do after it. Mm -hmm. So just learning what you can control and what you can't. Okay, so... Kind of wrapping things up. There's still... We're going to have to do a part two. (laughs) I know we are. I've already decided (laughs) because there's so many things I want to talk about. Um, Tying this all together, I want to just hear your thoughts on happiness mm. what that means to you yeah you know maybe the view of it within the world sure yeah that's hard so I like I shared I when I was in college I was really depressed like didn't get out of bed suicidal thoughts really really unhappy and I was unhappy because I thought that my life should be a certain way I was like, I need to have a boyfriend. I need to have this together. This is where my life needs to be. And I'm not there. So I'm not successful. Therefore, I'm not happy. And now what I've started to learn, and it took like almost like near-death experiences, like a pretty severe car accident I was in, things like that to be like, wait, my life can end tomorrow. Mm-hmm. If I'm always thinking about the future, the future, the future, that might never come. This is the only moment I have. And it was like that change in mindset for me that completely changed everything. People would say to me, like when I moved to Denver from LA, well, what if you don't like it? They'd say, oh, then I'll move. Yeah. Then I'll be in that yeah. moment and I'll make that choice. And you'll know. Right. And so for me, I was like, I need to choose happiness. I can either be this victim and complain yes. that life sucks. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that life sucks. And there's going to be days where it's not okay. And I can sit and be, be in that moment. But then I say, what am I going to do about it now? Yeah. Well, like, what's next? It's so funny that that's what people say. What if you don't like it? What if you do like it? What if you it? do? What yeah. if, why right. does nobody ask that question? Yeah. I get you that know? all the time. Like, oh, you're going to move to Spain. But what if this happens? What if that happens? Like, oh, what if I die tomorrow? Yeah. Right. Yeah. What if I walk out and get hit by a car? This is the only moment I have. Yeah. So I need to be fully present. I need to be grateful. And I need to do 
everything that I do. So if my time is tomorrow, I can leave knowing that I lived a filled life. I, I love that, that was a whole mic drop. <laughs> there was a Super Bowl commercial. I think it was like Michelob. I'm obsessed with it. I sent it to Taylor. I sent it to all my friends. Oh, my mom actually sent it to me. But, you know, they show all these athletes and they're like, you accomplished this and then you're happy. You kind of said it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not happy because I'm not successful. Yeah. Or are you not successful because you're not happy? Exactly. And the commercial literally says that. And it's like mm. this whole journey, every moment is the fun. You know, Taylor says fun is the point. Like, yeah. I'm, you maybe got it for someone. It's yours yeah. now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but fun is the point. Like we're supposed to enjoy all these moments, not like. You know, we get to these goals, we make X amount of yes. money, we have all these friends, we move to Denver and have this, you know, uh, penthouse on the yeah. top level. And, <laughs> and then, then we're, we're suddenly happy. But then it's yeah. what else? Well, what else yeah, do I Yeah, because then you always want more. Yeah. Instead. And then when we're always thinking, well, I want this, then you're never in that moment and life is literally passing you by. Yeah. Like I shared this a few weeks ago. In college, you'll see me in pictures at the bar. You'll see me in pictures at these events. But was I really there? <laughs> no. My brain was thinking about the next test or that guy that I should have responded to or this. So many events in my life I was not present for. Yeah. And they like passed me by. And yeah. I don't live my life like that anymore. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, there's a there's a saying. I'm likely going to butcher it a little bit. But it's <laughs> when you are uh, you're ang- when you're thinking about the future, you're anxious. Yes. When you're thinking about the past, you're worrying or stressed. And when you're thinking about the present, you're at peace. Yeah. And so many people just struggle with that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. The, the, the future is, yeah, anxiety. I think the past is maybe depression or something like that. Yeah. yeah something yeah. like that. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And, and we don't realize like it's all in our head. Yeah. When I love what you said about <laughs> death, are you, are you, do you read much Stoic philosophy? So I believe in reincarnation. Okay. Um, I believe that before we came into this life, we all signed a soul contract that said when we are exiting this life, we've all determined our path already. And I believe that when you die, your energy is still on this earth. Mm-hmm. And that, at least with the, the things that I read, you can reincarnate in 100 years or so if your soul needs to be fulfilled still. So like to me, it's like our soul is on this earth to learn things. So when things like that happen to me, a car accident, a bad thing, I'm like, what happened in my past life? What do I need to learn from this? Yeah. You know? So I think that like this isn't it. Like I died before, I will die again, and that I need to learn from this moment right here. It's teaching me something. Yeah. Well, it's funny because a lot of people won't have that conversation. It seems it's like a downer. It right? is. To talk about death. But so the Stoics have a saying that is called memento mori. Mm-hmm. And it's translated remember death or remember we will die. And that's that's the only thing that's certain. Mm-hmm. It is. And the it thing is. the thing is, as, as that kind of, and change. Yeah. I like that. I like okay. that. Change is certain too, I think. But yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, as morbid as that may seem, however, it's like. It's actually freeing. It when is. we realize that, then we can just take advantage of things. And and to know that death isn't the end. You guys need to watch Surviving Death on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's about people that have had near-death experiences because like we shared, this is just a physical shell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you die, your energy is still suit. here. It's still here. Exactly. This is our avatar. Is... We can change our hair. We can do yeah. different things. We can make our avatar be different people. If we look at life like that, this is just this. Our soul, our energy is what we carry to know that, you know, when we pass away, we have loved ones that pass away. They're still there with us. Yeah. They're physically not there, but their soul is still there. Mm. So for me, that's why I'm like, you know, death is a scary thing. But I think that when it's my time, it's my time. And I don't think it's my end. Yeah. I don't think it's my end. I, I mean, the energy, you said it before, everything is energy. Yeah. And we'll, we're going to have to have part two. Yeah, on, we are. On soul I love it. And everything. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like, if you don't believe that, there's a reason why when someone's in a fight, you walk in a room, you're like, I can... I can cut the tension with a knife. Yeah. That's the energy you're feeling. And it's 100%. everywhere. And we have these like auras yes. that surround us. And 
uh, you can vibrate off people. And so it's so important to like take care of that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, going down the, we had a conversation about the soul yes. and what that looks like. And, uh, yeah, I think we'll just say that for part two. Yeah. I know. We could talk about the soul. I okay, I, one up. last question for me. Yes. Because you said, and this is why we started the podcast yeah. and we talk about the things is we believe happiness is a choice. Yeah. And you said that. Mm-hmm. So for anyone listening, uh, I'm curious, what is your uh, biggest advice you're, like to just get started? How can people start choosing happiness? Mm-hmm. If maybe their life is not where they want it yeah. to be or even just, you know, their life is good, but they feel like there's more out there. Start practicing gratitude. Get out a piece of paper right now and write down 10 things that you see around you that you're grateful for. That you woke up this morning, that you could open your eyes, that you could breathe, that you could walk to your mailbox. When you think about even in 30 minutes of your morning, what the beauty was in front of you, I think that can show you that you don't have to keep striving. Mm. That you have this happiness in front of you, you just have to choose to see it or not. Boom. Boom. I love it. Uh, all right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna finish this off with uh, I suggest this to Taylor. He didn't respond to this, uh, oh, okay. so I'm just gonna throw it out there. We're gonna do a little five five minute segment to okay. segment to finish this off, where I just want to ask if you're willing to get vulnerable, which I believe sure. you are. Yes. Um, right now, we'll all go around and do this. Mm. Uh, what is your biggest struggle right now, mm. and how are you dealing with it? That's a good one. Um, man, I think my biggest struggle for me right now is. Um, gosh, that's so tricky. Um, I mean, I'll be honest. I think building my relationship with my father has been something I'm working on right now. Um, I didn't talk to my dad for about two and a half years and we recently started talking again. So just finding how to make that work in my life, because before this, it was such a stressor in my life. Like every conversation I had with my father, I walked out feeling so upset and defeated. And my new mindset on life has been like, my father is the person that he is and I can either choose to accept him in my life knowing he comes with this baggage or not have a dad at all. So for me, it's been kind of working through some of those boundaries, some of that inner child trauma and that healing. And I'm going on some retreats and some therapy sessions really focused around that. Cause I think our inner child trauma is something that drives so much of our attachments and preconceived notions about the world and so it's something i think a lot of us need to work on but it's not necessarily a fun topic <laughs> yeah it's hard yeah is have you reached out to him and told him your feelings or not at all that? no yeah. we are not okay. at that point at all okay. um yeah. i can't say i love you like i can't yeah. it's, i can't do any of those things okay. right now it's more that when he calls me i'm not ignoring it i'm accepting okay. it if he's sober he's sober which is usually not but it's me not getting upset seeing that He's doing what he can, and I have to choose if I'm going to accept this in my life or not. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. Taylor, you, Taylor, you yeah. want to hit it? Uh, yeah, I'll hit it. I don't know when you sent this to me, but... And in one of our thousands of voice <laughs> Okay. Um, you know, it's interesting. I would say uh, I feel really good right now. However, I would say over the past two weeks, one thing I've learned is uh, being okay with doing nothing. And I actually came over. Come over and hang out. We're really good at doing nothing over here. I mean, that beanbag. (laughs) Be careful what you say. Because I'm going to be knocking at the door first thing in the morning. I'll bring coffee, though. Don't worry. That's fine. You bring coffee, you can come over whenever. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we, uh, you know, it's it's an interesting balance, right? Of like having goals and like, hey, sometimes you need to do the things. Even if you don't feel like it, you got to show up. Um, I came up with a new mantra. Actually, we were in Steamboat. He's so good at it. 
coming up with mantras. I love it. A week ago. And I had, so I just launched a new program this last week. And so the two weeks up to that was like ton of calls, craziness, Mm -hmm. scheduling. And then we were going out of town. So I was like trying to prep, you know, all the stuff for that. And then it was just like long days of snowboarding. And I just really kind of got exhausted. And I heard this, I actually, I, I thought it, and then I heard or read somewhere, but it's, I protect my energy. Oh my gosh. I need to play you my trigger protection mantra song. I the whole song that. is I am protected. Yeah. I am protecting nice. my, protect your energy is literally my podcast. That was my last week's. So February for me is yeah. all about self-love and protecting nice. your energy is my biggest thing. I love that. So I love that. Well, and so it's interesting. I had a conversation with a friend the other day. So I am definitely an introvert. I would say I'm mm-hmm. an extroverted introvert. Okay. And Matt's definitely an extrovert. Do you know what your Myers-Briggs is? Uh, no. You're, are you? Okay. No. Do you know? Are you uh, you're probably like written, an I It's written something. down somewhere. Okay. I'm just curious. Yeah. 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 Um, and it's interesting because we'll, we'll talk all the time and we were talking about, I was getting really worn out from like all these calls I was having with mm-hmm. sales calls and, and I was like, but I really like them. And then I had a conversation with a friend and just realizing like for me, as much as that does, you know, fill me up, it also drains me. 100%. And so, yeah, I would say I'm doing a much better job and, you know, having taken a week off, like I've hardly worked out this week, things like that, where I also love working out, but just realizing that balance. And, and like telling yourself that's okay. Yeah. Like getting mad at yourself for not working out. Yeah. And day. instead it would have like stressed me out because I'm like, oh, I have these goals and I want to do these things. And um, so, yeah, I protect my energy. So I would say that's what I was struggling with. And yeah. I'm now doing a better job with it. I love that. Literally, it's like a gas tank. That's what I say is like, and I think that's something that I, that you were probably similar to me in is that. We're not only giving our energy, but anytime you interact with these clients, you're taking on their trauma, oh, yeah. their struggles. Mm-hmm. So you're taking on extra energy. So you're getting heavier. So that's why I go to a Reiki healer because she literally takes other people's energy out of me. So yeah. it's like you're uh-huh. giving, but you're also taking on energy that's not making you feel the greatest. Yeah, I had a, at Colorado State, I had a strength coach that I worked for and he would always walk around and he's like, he'd be shouting it around the weight room. He's like, you can either be an energy taker or an energy giver. Yeah. And it's so true. I call it energy drainer or gainer. That's what I like Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe that's what it was. Yeah. It's, it's been a while. But yeah. Yeah, it's things. so true yeah. that like, people don't just realize that like how they're affecting other yeah. people. Yeah, totally, totally. Yep. All right, Matthew. I'm up, you know, very, very often, Taylor and I are pretty synced up. <laughs> In life, in our Your periods our, together, our, our yeah. cycles are yeah, synced up. Mm-hmm. Sync. Um, <laughs> but that would be my answer too. And actually, going back to what we talked about before, letting go or letting be, and, yeah. and I'm like, you know, I'm in the middle of a launch right now, and uh, trying to get people signed up for my, getting people, not trying, getting people signed mm-hmm. up for my course, and um, you know, I would like it to be easier. I yeah. like, I like people to be coming to me screaming, Matt, I want to be in this program. Yeah. And that's not happening. And that's tough to say on this podcast where that's actually what I teach yeah. is how do people get people in their program. So I'm like, so we, and I talked about, you know, the breakdown before the breakthrough. I left Taylor's house the other night and I freaked out my car. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing wrong? And I was like punching the steering wheel. I didn't tell you about this. And I was going nuts. And yeah. also at the same time in my head, I'm like, is this my breakdown? I'm like, is this good? And I'm just going to let it out and go crazy here. Um, and then I took a few breaths and, and then I drove home and yeah, I'm just trying to find this balance of like, I don't know, what am I doing wrong Yeah. or what can I be doing better? Right. Um, and for me, it's all about service and I, I've been trying to serve people and I'm like, you know, when is it going to come back? When yeah, are people just gonna... totally. And anyway, the way that I'm kind of navigating that and dealing with it is you, you talked about this before and I think it's just everything. It's like the mantras. And surrounding myself with people like you guys who are 
in this kind of higher energy and like it's good that I can go talk to Taylor or even reach mm-hmm. out to you and be like I'm feeling this way and then you guys can have a great response to lift me up rather yeah. than like even on Instagram right um, you talked about at the beginning of this podcast how the world is kind of waking up right yes. and it's funny because I don't not everyone would agree with you yes and actually my boyfriend says the same I don't think everyone is but I yeah. think we're seeing it more De- yeah, and I agree. There's but still are those also, people that are very much asleep. Also, is that is that the world you're putting yourself in? Those are the people that you're following. Yeah. You're not following 100 meme accounts right. that are like, 2020 was terrible. Yeah, right. And like, that's, you know. Well, what, what you surround yourself with. Exactly. Yeah. And the people and on Instagram and stuff. So mm-hmm. anyway, just leaning into my relationships. Yeah. And like Taylor said too, I'm an extrovert. So knowing that like, I'm losing my mind inside my house all day. Yeah. I'm like, I just want concerts. I want to yeah, go I crazy. I want to rip my shirt off at a concert. And, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, just like summertime, Dave Matthews concert, chuck some beers and go, and go wild for a little bit. And like, I'm not getting that. So where can I find that elsewhere? Yes. And not saying like, and... this sucks. I wish it was this way. Why is it not this way? But saying, yeah. okay, right now the universe is saying this is closed. What else? What's an option? Yeah. What else is going to work? Yeah. You know, there has to be something else. Painting, yeah. drawing, coloring, whatever you got to yeah, do. Yeah, right. Totally. Exactly. Painting, drawing, coloring. That was basically the same thing. <laughs> all the same thing, right? <laughs> yeah, it's no. like, those are all the same. Yeah. Arts and crafts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we never did that. <laughs> yeah. So, awesome. Yeah. Thank you for participating yeah, in that segment. Yeah. That was fun. It's brought to you by Speech with Rach. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So, at least for our listeners, where can people find you, yes. Rachel? Yeah, so I think my main source of interaction is my Instagram at Speech with Rage. I'm on TikTok, Speech with Rage, and Facebook. And then my website is speechwithrage.com. Also, I have a podcast, Speech with Rage, on <laughs> Apple and Spotify. Um, where else am I? I'm all over the place. So, yeah, you can find me all of those. Um, right now, I'm also offering one on one mentoring to therapists, to people that need a little bit of support. So, that's something new that I'm doing. And I'm just, yeah, always just putting out new materials and new things for therapists, educators, and just people like looking to just be more accepting and stop letting life just get in their way. I love it. Yeah. By the way, speech with Rach is just so good. <laughs> yeah. Anytime we talk about you, I like try to say Rachel, and I'm like, oh, I just, <laughs> just want to say speech with Rach. People say that to me like all the time. Somehow. I know. <laughs> it's so funny because years ago, I like kind of came up with a name in my head, like maybe one day I'll. And then I went to type it on Instagram and wasn't taken. I was shocked. I was yeah. really shocked because that's kind of common. And yet, yeah, I'm so lucky I have a, a catchy name for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yes. Uh, we, we appreciate you being here. Yes, thanks, guys. Uh, any final words for the people? Man, I, like I said, I, I think my final word is just just let be. Just whatever moment you're in, if you're listening to this right now in your car, in the gym, look around, say a gratitude statement, and know that the universe has a plan. The more we resist it, the more we push against it, the trickier life is. So just mm. kind of being open to what comes in your path. Yes. You're I exactly where yeah. you need to be. Exactly. Yeah. Deep breath and smile. <sighs> yes. It's all good. <laughs> Tell me okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. Of course. Great. All right, guys. Till next time. Peace out. <laughs>